and we're live here on Facebook. Welcome to all you listening in podcast land. And also, hello to you YouTubers, to people. Rich, say hello. Hey, how are how's it going, Mike? Good. And, and to all our listeners. So um, if you're listening live, give us a thumbs up to make sure you can hear us, because uh, we have been known to do lip reader specials every once in a while. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got it fixed, though. Okay. Pretty sure. But you never know, so. Yeah. So, Mike, you got your Bears jersey on, so are you ready for kickoff on Sunday night? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Bears. Yeah. I mean, that'll be... Yeah, go ahead, Mike. We're Sorry. definitely going to talk about that, but we have so much more of a show to talk about this week. Um, we have to talk about, you know, the Cubs as well. The other team in Chicago we cover quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, we're going to cover the NASCAR Corner. Rich, what else do we got this week? Oh, uh, you forgot to give our uh, unofficial sponsor for the NASCAR Corner their uh, their unpaid shout out, Triple I oh. Sports Cards Incorporated. Yep, the NASCAR Corner presented by AAA Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. And on eBay. And so, on eBay. and uh, then we'll be going into the NFL. So, um, yep. give, try to give you a how we cover the NFL. If this is the first time you've watched, listened to our episodes or watched us on the Facebook or the YouTube, is we give you, we give a winner for the Thursday night football, since that, those, that game gets played before we tape our next show. Yep. And... We, we give you a lock of the week, an upset of the week, and new this year, we're going to give you whether the Bears will win their game, so automatically we cannot pick the Bears as a lock or an upset. I, I, uh, I agree. So, um, But on top of that, we have a few quick hits to hit on, so all that and more, but Rich, you know what it's time for. Is it time to roll the intro? It sure is. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Oh, I'm sorry. We're back. I was doing something else and wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry, folks. We are back. Uh, that silence brought to you today by NASCAR because I was focusing on other things, it, namely NASCAR. Okay, Rich, before we get into any of that, we have the weekly poll question that we talk about every week. Um, mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to most about fall? Uh, how the people vote? Or do I need um, to bring that up? Sorry. I can bring that up. Really I got it right. Quick. I got it. Okay. What were, what were people's choices this week, Mike? Um, well, they had football. Mm-hmm. They had bonfires, I believe. Yeah, they had bonfires. It's still loading for me, so. Uh, they did. Bear with me, folks. They had bonfires. Um, Cooler weather. And I know there was a fourth choice. And pumpkin flavored stuff. Pumpkin flavored stuff. How did you vote, Rich? Um, I said cooler weather. I mean, it's always nice that you know it, it in the evening when the sun goes down. It's cool enough that you can still wear shorts, 
It's but warm enough despite, you can wear shorts, you mean. I, I know. Warm enough for mo cool enough for most people to wear shorts. We, we know that you wear shorts year-round. Um, but you can still put on a hoodie, and you and it's still perfectly, and you're comfortable. Yeah. So. And you're comfortable. Where'd you vote, Mike? I voted for pumpkin stuff, because pumpkin stuff. I love pumpkin ice cream. That's the only thing oh. I really care about. Everything else I don't care about. Yeah, I pumpkin have not made it up. Though. I haven't made it up the Whitey's to get my uh, to get a pumpkin ice cream or a uh, Harvest Chipper yet. You love those Harvest Chippers. I love those Harvest Chippers. You never had one. It is pumpkin ice cream sandwiched in between spice cookies. Yeah, I don't like the spice cookies myself. Hmm. I love the ice cream. Why why ruin it with spiced cookies? Yeah. So, Mike, you you have a way to get the pumpkin pie shake. Tell folks how you can get that, because that's how you like to get the pumpkin pumpkin ice cream in a shake, isn't it? I, I do, but I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Are you not willing to, to uh, I guess, to share that secret menu item? Oh, oh, you mean the way that I like my pumpkin pie shake? Yes. Okay, sorry. I was totally confused on that. Okay. So, a pumpkin pie shake. I thought you were talking about that I had a way up here in Esterville no, to get it. No, no, no. And I was don't. like, I don't know what you're talking about, Rich. You, you don't, unless unless um, your yeah. local Hy-Vee or Fairway gets the I'm, pumpkin ugh. ice cream in the prepackaged containers. Yeah, I'm hoping they do, but I doubt they will. No, what, uh, what, we, uh, what you do is you take Graham Central Station and make a pumpkin shake out of it basically hmm. you just so gram it's gram central station because then you get the graham cracker crust of a pumpkin pie and then you get the pumpkin shake and it tastes like pumpkin pie it's really delicious all right so unfortunately for i think the first time ever mike in our history of our polls what we voted for what we we both voted for different things yep and Neither what one of those won. One of us picked. Neither of them won. Yeah. So what won? Uh, what won was football. Okay. With six votes. I mean, we know our that we knew our audience would vote that way, right? Yeah. Bonfire got three votes. Wow. Um, two people joined me. One other person joined me with cooler weather, and one other person voted your way with pumpkin flavored stuff. So, pretty wide array of votes this week. Which yeah. is always nice to see. Yeah. No comment shout outs on the poll this today or likes. Okay. Well so if you but if you comment on our polls, we will give you a shout out. Yep. Rich, you are the architect of the next poll question, and that is a series of poll questions. Mm -hmm. So why don't you give the people a brief understanding of what we're doing? All right. So with with it being football season, that means that you're gonna be out tailgating tailgating whether it's um it's a popular thing to do both either on the pro football side or at college and i mean we've done it before going the brewers games and you even did it at the field of dreams game which you and solomon went to so we did post game tailgating by the way post -game, yeah we did post game tailgating so we're gonna look you at do, this you as... do post game tailgating because that's the way that you beat the traffic leaving okay so we're just so I'm kind of um, so we're we're still workshopping all the ideas, uh, but we have uh, four different categories like grilled, smoked, 
cooked, cooked or fried, and cold items. So we're going to start with the grilled items because that's really something simple that anybody can do. You don't necessarily have to have an elaborate tailgate setup. But we're going to go with more of the top of the more expensive things that you could um, grill up at your tailgate. And we're going to start the poll with steaks versus pork chops. Now, are you talking steak sandwiches or are you talking like steaks in general? Are we? I, I don't know. I'm just going to keep it. Kind of keep it open out there. Okay. However, I, I you do your it. steak for a, for a grill or for a bar for a uh, tailgate. Okay. Yeah, just get a nibble. I, I don't know if you could. I mean, I don't know if it's like a thick cut to where this is <clears> going to be like a fork and a knife <clears> feel, <throat> to where you could need a table, or if you're going to get more of a thinner cut and maybe have it so you can have it as a sandwich. And the same thing with pork chops. So. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that will be our poll question. We'll get that up um, later later on today, and then probably, and then we'll continue with the grilled item, the rest of the grilled items next week, until we get a winner. I think we have right now we have a total of six things that you would normally throw on the grill yeah. as a quick and easy tailgate yeah. ideal before we get into more of the things that you probably have to prepare before going out to. Uh, the game. Yeah. So, uh, from that, let's go to baseball. Baseball, baseball. Baseball has been very, very good to me. Yeah. Speaking of very, very good to me, the Cubs did very, very good this week. Yeah. Yeah. Six and two show to show. Um, I'm shocked. I'm not even going to lie. I'm shocked. Yeah. They, they swept the Pirates. Yep. And there were some good comeback wins too. Yeah, these weren't these weren't blowouts or close games. They were come from behind victories, which are always nice to see. And two out of three from the Reds. Yeah. Who? So I mean, they're they're playing their they're playing playoff spoilers, which is an important thing to do. And I think the wins that they're getting are really giving an opportunity to the young guys to see all right, which one of these guys can we keep around next year and build around, and which guys. So, Rich, um, let's pro which pose guys that question. Could be, which guys are probably going to be cast aside next year when they decide to spend money? Of this team, what's one name you think of the rookies? Not of the Wilson Contreras. They've made their bed. They're lay, They're they're taking Wilson Contreras to the dance is what it seems like. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're keeping Kyle Hendricks. Yeah, outside of those two guys. Outside of those two guys. And, I mean, we're all stuck with Jason Hayward and Ian Happ, right? Or do you I, think, I think that they, they could non-tender Happ if they okay. decided to. But I think he still has a couple of years of team control through through arbitration that they could keep him at a reasonably priced, reasonably, think, uh, priced contract. Do you think Happ stays long-term? I don't know. Okay. It, Ian Happ, I mean, I, I like Ian Happ. He... I love listening to his podcast, The Compound. Okay. And But do you think he should? I guess that's the, the big question. Would I you... think you need to give him one more year to see if he can put it together throughout an entire year. Okay. I mean, I think he had a good COVID-shortened season. He was yeah looked like he was putting it together. And he's having a great September, great yeah. post-trade post, uh, deadline. 
year. It's just if you're going to sign him to a long-term deal and commit to him, I think he needs to show that he can be productive and be a great member, a great offensive player throughout the course of an entire 162-game season and not have a good month and then average month to a terrible month where you're questioning, does he, should he be in the starting lineup to get him back up to be an average and having great, great, great moments. Yeah. Um, I think Hap is one of those that I think they probably keep. I mean, again, he has at least two more years on his contract, right? So we have control over him for a while. Not a lot to really worry about there. Just a matter of should they try to tender something? Should they try to arbitrate and figure something out? Or should they uh, try to trade him off? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I, again, I think next year is kind of that determining factor. I think next mm-hmm. year makes that that fa- makes that determination. After that, you start talking about whether what you want to do with him. Um, but other than those guys that we've mentioned, who do you think on the team should be a long term guy? I don't know about a long term guy, but I think he could be a good placeholder until they decide what they want to do. But how about Frank the Tank Swindell? Yeah. I, mm. I'm he's not been doing consistent. I mean, he's not. But he's he's been consistent over a short period of time. Much like everybody else. That's well, no. The guy I'm thinking of has been consistent all year. Okay. Since since mid early July, mid July. All right. I think you know who I'm talking about, right? I don't know. To tell the folks, I think I know who you're talking about, but it's power. Right? You got to give me a full name, not just a nickname that you've made up for this guy. Um, uh, where is he? Oh, I'm sorry. Patrick Wisdom. Always, there you go. Yeah, Patrick Wisdom. Sorry. Yeah, Patrick Wisdom, Wisdom has, been... has proved, him, proven himself since July. That's a fairly long time to prove yourself. And he was doing it with the guys that we thought – were the greatest players in Cubs history as they go, right? I mean, he was playing most every day alongside Hayward or alongside Rizzo and Bryant and Hap. And he's played since he's been called up in July. Mm-hmm. He's basically played consistently, even when we had our all star lineup. Right? Yeah, I, I, I like the pastor Patrick Wisdom being a good piece. I mean, if anything, he, he is on a cost-controlled deal. He can play he can play a couple of positions, so he's not he's not pigeonholed into all right. He's in he can only play one position, so if we want to keep this guy around, that's gonna prevent us from signing a different guy. Yep. I think he's he makes sense to be the guy be one of the guys along with Wilson Contreras to to be the I would say those two are the guys I would put as the main core of the new Cubs, as I call them. Okay. The new no, no, no. era I mean, Cubs. I, I, I like I, I like wisdom. I, I also like Swindell. I mean, it's I like Frank the spend, it, It's hard to maybe spend money on a long-term deal for a first baseman because a first baseman, a first base is a place where you can put somebody else that doesn't have the speed or the. Wisdom, like be, wisdom yeah. is labeled as a third baseman, though. 
he is, but he's also he's also played left field this year and yep. first base. Yep. And so, I think Swindell can also play the outfield. He's labeled as a white as a right fielder. Really? Yeah. But he's been playing first base since Rizzo's gotten traded. Well, that and the fact that uh, we have another guy that plays right field and pretty much that's all he really does. It does really well as a right fielder. But not so uh, much with the bat. <laughs> but that guy that guy plays right field, you know, he he seems to be the guy that is uh he, he's your typical right fielder. He's the guy that you can't cut off the team, but you you don't have a good place for him, so you stick him out in right field. He'll be all right over there, right? He he still plays gold glove outfield. Yeah, he's no, he does. Gold glove great defender in Jason Hayward. But yeah. his contract is what's keeping him on this team. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That's his. Just, um, it's totally his contract. So, what do you think of Alcantara? No, he's I, fighting. He's fighting it, Nico Horner for the position. They're both shortstops. Nico is going to have that shortstop position once he gets healthy. Okay, and they've got him on a good cross. Yep, cost control deal, and I think once they get uh, Nick Mangino the guy they got in the Crimble trade from the White Sox, so will be their second baseman. Yep. So in theory, they have their infield from third third to first. And they even got a guy, they got Matt Duffy that can come in and... and... Yeah, the Duff man could yeah. come in and back up. The Duff back man. Back up those, those, picture, those positions. So I just, I'm happy with, I, I think, I think they could make, I mean, I think all of those guys are solid guys. I think they all deserve to be on the team. Um, but again, it also depends on what free agency looks like. If we can lure back any of the guys that we traded away on a on a uh, rental, we rented you out, and now we'll we'll pay you. But my now, th- do you want to now do you want to come to the negotiation table and actually negotiate? <laughs> but it goes both ways. It goes I both ways. It, it, goes it goes both, both ways. ways. Um, and if that's what we do, who who, I mean. All three of those guys, all three of our big names in the infield, uh, Bryant, Baez, and and Rizzo, all said they want to be in. They wanted to stay in Chicago. All of them publicly said that. Now Baez has another year on it on that contract still, right? No, he will be a free agent as well. Oh, okay. So of those three guys, who should we go after? I, I've always been a big Anthony Rizzo fan, but he can only play first base. He plays a great first base. He does. But we have other people that can come in and play a pretty good first base themselves. Yeah. I, I If I can only re-sign one of them, the money's only there for one of those guys and only one of I would want Chris Bryant back. I still think Baez is the guy you want back. Um. But I, I'm not. I would not be mad if any of those guys came back. Honestly, no, I wouldn't be mad. But if I had to rank them, Baez would be number three on my list. Really? He doesn't he's an all or nothing? He's. I've just grown tired of his all or nothing ways at the plate to where he doesn't get on base. So below, he just does. He doesn't get on base. And yes, he's a great. There's been some mental lapses yep. that have been hard to overlook. Based not being not being a great base runner, trying to make Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. Not being a base runner. Time out. Not being a great base runner. He is a great base runner. He just doesn't put the effort in all the time. I think there's a big difference there. Okay. He knows the game well enough 
to be able to be a great base runner. He is a great base. When he's running the bases, he does great. It's whether or not he puts the effort in to run the bases. I think it is where you're you're tired of. Okay, yeah. There's been some mental lapses on the base pass. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to get there, so I'm yeah. not going to run it out. And then an error happened, and he could have got there, but because he was, like, walking to first base. Or not tagging up when he should. Or, yeah. And, and that, that's something that that David Ross addressed with him and benched him, pulled him out of the game because of it. Yeah. And I think that's a great, I think that's a great, uh, and I think that's what you need. You need a guy that's willing to do that with him and he knows what he's supposed to do. He just, I think he was frustrated with the year. I can give you that. I'll give you that. I'll put Rizzo. I'll put Baez as, as number two though. I still think Rizzo, Rizzo is locked into first so much that putting him in anywhere else doesn't work. I don't know. It, 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 for me, with Rizzo, it's more of a heart thing. Rizzo's okay. my guy. I want him back. I would love to see him back. And I think most Cubs fans. I, I think most Cubs fans feel that way. Yeah, I think most Cubs fans look at it as Rizzo is the, is our guy. Let's get our guy back. And it's not about uh, Bryant or uh, Bryant is number two on most people's list. I would say. And then Baez would be three. Yeah. I think Baez brings a lot more to fielding. Uh, he what he can do at that position compared to anybody else in that position. I don't know. That's, I don't know. For me, that the slap reason tag. Why I would... That slap tag in and of itself is worth it. The the reason why I say Bryant is because he can play so many different positions. He's yeah. not locked into just one position. Yep. Yep. He's willing to. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, um, Rizzo would be willing to as well. He loves baseball enough he'd be willing to play anywhere. It's just do you trust him to play anywhere. I don't think Rizzo can play another position, though. It, he has played other positions. The DH doesn't count as a position, Mike. He's played. He's played in the outfield. He has played in the outfield. Do you want him there? Generally not. You want him at first base. But, yeah, he's locked into that. But I think what I'm saying is, as a heart issue, most Cubs fans put Rizzo as number one, Baez as number two. Or Rizzo as number one, Brian as number two, as a heart issue. Mm -hmm. When you look at talent, most Cubs fans are going to say probably going to look towards Brian as number one. And then most people either way are going to let their heart get in their way and put Rizzo. I think it should probably be Bryant and then Baez and then Rizzo, but I'm not going to – I don't think it's a, a hill to die on. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that if you look at who the Cubs currently have on the roster and who they have in the system, there's a lot of good shortstops and second basemen coming up through the system that is it worth it signing Baez to that long-term deal to where you're locking in, locking him into the being your – shortstop for the foreseeable future and dealing with having maybe a guy that could hit 25 to 30 homers a year but also strike out a bunch of times and not and have an on-base percentage in the low 300s so you're looking at it in the analytics side of the offense when yeah. you look at it the analytics side of the defense are any of our shortstops half as talented at the position not at batting but at the position as Javi Baez. 
I have not had a chance to see the prospects. Neither have I. The guys that we have, but that's where it's hard. But any of the guys, yeah, they can play just as good as him. But any of the guys on in the on the major league roster right now? Oh, the major league roster, no. Any of those guys? Would any of those guys hold a candle to what Baez can do on the field? If we were just comparing the guys that we've seen play shortstop since Baez left, no. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Talent-wise, he's the he increases our infield defense better than I would even say better than than Bryant. Now the problem is the infield's not infield outfield doesn't matter in this in today's baseball. It's only home runs or nothing. So I mean, at that point, you almost just put up uh, all you need is a pitcher and nine guys to stand around in lawn chairs or something. I mean kind of what it feels like but that's today's baseball okay at time moving from the cubs this next oop, oop. hold on mike we, we got to give them what, how we think the cubs are going to do this week i i was just saying moving from the cubs oh okay past looking to their week uh this next week they have two against the giants three against the phillies one against the brewers rich how many games do you think they win, and where do you think they win them? I'm going to say two games. I, I think they can come out of Philly with a win. I'm going to say they can get one out of the Giants. I don't think so. The Giants are the best team in baseball right now. I mean, over the last week, the Cubs are up there as the best be- week team of baseball for a week. But, but they were also playing four of those games, four of those six wins were against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Right. Four of those wins were against the Pirates. So after that, they're at right at 500 if you take the Pirates out of it. So I, w- I, mm, I don't think they can pull one out against the Giants. I think they may get one with the Phillies. And uh, the Brew Crew is going to come in hot on Friday. Uh, and so it's going to just be a one-win week. Okay. It's Prove me wrong, guys. Exactly. Prove me wrong. That's what it's turned into is prove us wrong. Yep. Prove us wrong. And I'll be happy if you prove me wrong. Unless you do it in the way that I don't want you to do it, which is the <laughs> opposite direction. Okay. Rich, do you see what's coming up ahead? Is it a left turn, Mike? It is a left turn. And do you see what's after that? Another left turn. It is because we're heading into the NASCAR corner presented today by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. Or check them out online. At, e- at their eBay store. Triple Sports Cards Incorporated for all your mem- sports memorabilia needs. Okay. Fantasy NASCAR shout-out of the week. Goes to Solomon. Beat you by five points? Yeah. Uh, then you, and then me, and then Tony. So, overall standings, that brings... Uh, I'm still 500 points behind Tony, uh, more behind Solomon, and you and Solomon are still 400 points about, uh, uh, roughly 400 points separate you two. Yeah, 350. Right. 350 separate you two. So, I think you got the year locked in, but we'll see. Not yet. Not yet. You never know what can happen. Yeah. You never know. Speaking of never knowing what happened, um, man, so last week uh, I picked 
Chase Elliott and Matt DiBenedetto. Neither one of those guys did anything hardly. Uh, Chase Elliott going out in a wreck, uh, being 32nd in the in the uh, division or in the in everything, and Matty D. 23rd. Rich, how did your guys do? Well, my pick of Kyle Larson came in second. He tried to make a final run to, to pass uh, race winner Denny Hamlin and wrecked up his car doing it, but yep. he still finished second. And my non-playoff driver of Chase Bisco had a top 20 finish, finishing 19th. Yeah, your winner at Darlington is Denny Hamlin securing himself a spot in the next round of the playoffs. That's right. So in between the two of us, Mike, I am up 2-0 in the playoff races for full season we broke the tie broke the tie and it is 17 to 15. so rich with those wins we're heading in to the auto parts 400 salute to first responders at richmond what do you think who do you like and what's your who is your playoff driver my playoff driver is going to be Martin Truex Jr. Um, Ooh, I, I like that pick. Still, I want to see Truex get the win to lock him into the next round, and he's also my pick to win the entire thing. Yep, I like it. So I'm going to pick him this week. Um, I think Denny Hamlin's going to come out. Uh, he's he's gaining momentum. He's had really good races the last few weeks. Keep that momentum going. He's gonna he's gonna at least finish ahead of Martin Truex, uh, and then Eric Jones is my non-playoff driver rich you already had picked so i didn't steal your playoff driver no, or your non-playoff right. driver who is your non-playoff driver i'm gonna go with austin dylan okay so look for next week uh we'll give you the update on that um we want to remind you folks that this week's pre this year's preseason i think both of us picked these two yeah. guys in the preseason kevin harvick and martin truex jr to be your nascar champs I still like those picks. Rich, anything and, else in the NASCAR corner before we head out? No, <coughs> I, nothing you, in the NASCAR. Do you want to uh, do the outro on that, or do you want me to? I'll let you do the outro. Okay, this has been the NASCAR Corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois, or anywhere at eBay at their eBay store. Check them out for all your sports card sports memorabilia needs. Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Okay. Football right. is officially back. Yep. It is. And there's still time to join our weekly NFL Pick'em game. You've only, only missed, missed one, one game. game. One game. Only missed one game. So. Look it, for the login info, the link to take you directly to Yahoo's page. If you're, on, if you're on Facebook, it's that, that direct. One of those directions. That direction. The link is there in the direction. That the direction. Link is there in the description. I believe. And if you're on YouTube, it's that direction. It's in the descriptions down there. If you're on the podcast, you're gonna have to go to the podcast. The actual, you're gonna have to click on it, and the, the links in there. Uh, all the infos there. Join us, um, and we'll see how we do. We'll start doing those shoutouts starting next week, right? Yes. So shout outs for We won't do one for just one game. Yeah, we're not gonna do one for one game because I think everybody probably picked the same team. Like I know between the two of us we did And as... we're gonna cover that game. So you are. Um so join it. 
We'll see you there. Uh, we'd love to have you. Rich, what a way to kick off the season. Yeah, great did, game, I think. Did you think that the Cowboys were that good of a team? I think I could see them hanging with Tom Brady and the Bucks. They could have won the game if Greg Zerlerang could have converted on this field goal. I have been you know. on the fence about the Cowboys due to their, how do I say, quarterback questions. We knew who their quarterback was. We just didn't know what he was going to be like when he came back. We didn't and know that's what. That's a fair assessment. We didn't know what Dak was going to be like. But man, he came back, and he came back with a vengeance. He looked. He was looking to win that game multiple times. So, um, man, um, push off, not a push off. Push off. Push off. I agree. The Bucks got away with one. I don't. I don't care. But um, I do like the idea of not uh, of keeping the the laundry off the field. You don't want to get grass stains on those nice yellow flags, do you, Rich? No, you don't. So keep them Let in your the pocket as play. much as possible. But I think that one probably deserved a call. I mean, it's not as egregious as the the one in the playoffs against the Saints by any way, shape, or form. But it was offensive pass interference. Let's be honest with ourselves. Um, but a great game nonetheless. Great as game. The Bucks won thirty-one to twenty-nine. Did you, so Mike? We are. Did you see the biggest, thi- the biggest thing that come out of that game? I don't think so. So go ahead, Mike. Tell us. So, and I saw it in real time, and the people are making a big deal out of it now. Um, but Tom Brady told Bruce Arians, "No." We're not doing that play. Give me something else. And then he proceeded yeah, to I, Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that that's what happened in yeah. real time. Yeah, no, I was But they but they did talk they did talk about it, that he audibled out of a he vetoed a, the play call that was called in by uh Brandon Leftwich, the offensive coordinator. Okay. I got if if Brandon was the one calling the play, but you could you could visibly see him look over there and say, "No, we're not doing that. Give me something else." And then the time ran out, so he just called a different play. He made it. I mean, he made it work. Yep. He, know, he knows what he's doing. And I think that's one of the few times we've seen Tom Brady do something like that. But he also has the freedom to do that because of where he's at now. If he was in, uh, if he was in New England and something like that happened, oh my goodness, he'd be. He would have been cut from the team. I don't think he would have been cut by the team, but he may have gotten. Uh, he may have gotten an earful from Belichick post game. If yeah. it didn't work, so especially if it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so great game. Um, comes down to a last minute field goal. Yes. Because Brady wasted time getting rid of the ball and doing the things he has to do. Cause he knows what he's doing. Um, throwing the ball away, doing intentional grounding without actually being called for intentional grounding. Cause he knows how the play, how the rules work. Um, but yeah, no, amazing game. I, if you are a Cowboys fan, get excited, get excited. Yeah. You have every right to be excited right now. Um, you are you a little bit with the way the Cowboys played? Are you a little bit more comfortable giving them the division crown? I probably do. I, I feel a lot better about it. Okay. I feel a lot better about it. 
How do you feel about it? I'm starting to think maybe I should have put the Cowboys as the division champ. Yeah. I still like the Washington football team as a pick because of that defense. Speaking of which, well, so, folks, uh, the Bucks win 31-29. Both Rich and I picked the Bucks. We thought it was going to be much more of a blowout. Obviously, it was not. But speaking of the Washington football team, uh, I think it fits in right now. Oh, sure. He, you have it in the quick hits, but we'll talk about it now. Um we have uh, I, some possible names. Yeah. So here are the eight that Adam Schefter has heard. Mm-hmm. The Armada. Armada. The Presidents. The Brigade. The Red Hawks. The Commanders. The Red Wolves. The Defenders. And the same old, same old Washington football team. Are those? I think those are the candidates, right? He said to, to Snyder, the, owner, the the president of the team, and Snyder said yes. Those are the candidates. Of that, what do you like? Well, if it was my choice, I think that I kind of like Red Hawks and Red Wolves. I think the Red Wolves might have a problem, um, only that uh, Iowa St- or uh, Arkansas State University are the Red Wolves. But how many times do you have a crossover of a pro team having the same name as a as a college team? Though, um, there's some crossovers, but right, and so there's I think not as many crossovers as you'd think. But right. I don't think that you'd have any like copyright. I mean, you have the Bears and the the Bears. Chicago and the is it Oregon? No, it's like Baylor, 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 Baylor's and the Golden Bears of yeah. Uh, UCLA. Yeah, there's a, the, there's yeah, a few there's Bears. Plenty of teams there. Those Bears. There's plenty of Lions. Yeah, there's Tigers, but that's not. There's no football. Team. I was surprised with the Armada. I, when yeah. I don't think of I don't think of like naval ports or anything when I think of Washington D.C. I no. see Washington D.C. is more of like a landlocked landlocked it's, thing it's would, not okay that's what that's what i think of that's all but it, i hope they don't go the presidents either i don't yeah i don't like the presidents because what if you don't like the president yeah did do you not like the president yeah the defenders seems i think that one's all right or the commanders okay. uh the problem with the defenders is that that falls into line with the uh the was it the aaf or was it the xfl the the AAF had a team known as the Commanders. That was the oh, okay. San Antonio's team. Yeah. Was the Commanders. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. When, when I think of Armada, I think that that could almost be the name if they were of, of the San Diego. No, of the of the San Diego's team. Yes. If they get they have an NFL team back, of yep. calling them the Armada. Yep. And maybe that's what the plan is. Take them out of uh, Washington. Maybe. I don't think so, but. You're not, I don't, I don't like think you're going to leave either. Washington for San Diego. No, 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 no. But then again, most people didn't think you were going to leave St. Louis for Los Angeles. Mm-mm. Or Arizona, for that matter. But, yeah, I mean, from that list, I think as long as they don't go with presidents. I don't I like the brigade. Brigade? Yeah, no. I mean, all I'm going to think about is the, the March of the Light Brigade. Ours is not to question why. Ours is just to do or die. 
as the night light brigade dies by the way if you've read that poem the whole thing is about how they get massacred on the fields in uh, crimea so uh no i like it okay let's move back to uh this week's picks rich as we told the people we're picking uh we're gonna start with uh your lock of the week or my lock of the week so it's we're doing even and odd weeks which means i get will rochambeau at the at week 19 then no, that's only 18? Oh, yeah, 18. Sorry, 18. An 18 week. 18. 18 week. So that'll be perfect. Okay, so this week, my lock of the week is the 49ers over the Lions. I'm going to try not to just hunt that hunt on the Lions the whole year, but that's what I got. Okay, I, I, it's a solid pick. I, I think Detroit's going to have a hard time winning football games this year. Period. But... I'm going to go with the Seahawks over the Colts. I think that's a scary one, uh, mostly because the Colts are just a quarterback away. Now, did they get the right quarterback? And is that quarterback that they got healthy? Yeah. That's, but those are the great questions. Yeah, but they're also missing their best cornerback. And in, uh, yeah. Their best quarterback, their best corner. And so that's going to be hard keeping uh, Lockett and Metcalf under under control. So if they let Russ cook, that could be a good that could be a good recipe for the Seahawks to just attack yeah. who, the weaker corner yep. on the outside. And the Colts are also missing their best offensive lineman. So I, that's why I went with the Seahawks. I I don't think it's a bad pick. I just think that as a lock, you're saying you guarantee this game. Granted, folks, we pick these for entertainment purposes only. We're not telling you to go make any bets on this. But I means. also was trying to get get away from picking like the Lions or the Texans or yeah, mostly. I mean, I think I would have picked against the Texans or the Jets if there was a better matchup. But I I'm not I'm not fully confident in a slam dunk pick. Yeah, that do you with the Jaguars or the Panthers? Do you feel confident that the uh, that the uh, that the bear or that the the jaguars are gonna like how confident are you that the jaguars are gonna win? Not enough for a lock. Not enough I, for a lock. I, I agree. Win, I know. I agree. I, I think they're gonna win. win. Okay. Um, upset of the week. Uh, I picked the Raiders over the Ravens. I really like that pick, Mike. Especially with the Jaguars losing their entire running back core. Yeah. In. It, over the course of what two weeks yep over the course of two weeks um, so again folks we use yahoo's uh predictions on their stuff to decide whether it's an upset yeah pick distribution. pick distribution if if it, it so yeah um and then uh rich who is your upset of the week since you took the raiders who i was looking to take before we went on air and made these picks i'm gonna go with the eagles over the Falcons. <clears throat> okay Next Thursday night football. Man, this is a great game. Are you ready for it, Rich? The Washington football team against the New York Giants. Wow. What a sleeper. And by sleeper, I mean I'm going to be in my bed sleeping about halftime. You're not going to stay up nope. until 10, 30, 11 o'clock to watch the end of this one? Nope. That one I don't care about. Yeah, me, me neither. The Thursday night matchups do get better. 
yeah. when they go to national TV and not an NFL Network exclusive yep, or nope. streaming exclusive. Don't even care. Uh, but Washington's the better team here. The Giants still don't know who they are yet. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Washington football team as well. Okay. Uh, and then finally, we have the Bears versus the Lion or versus the Rams on All right, Mike. Sunday All right, night this so week. Before you make your pick, last week on the air before the season, full season, you gave this a loss. Has your opinion changed? Uh, this would have been my lock of the week for the Rams to win if if you were if it was eligible to be if it was eligible to be a game that we could pick. This would have been my lock of the week. Matthew Stafford is going to come out, and he's going to wow a national audience. This is something he hasn't gotten to do. You got to see him on Thursday night football, or on, on uh, Thanksgiving football. Thanksgiving. That's it. Their national audience, was that was pretty much it. L.A. is going to be a great spot for him to be. Uh, he's going to do amazingly well. We're going to see him a lot in primetime and in uh, 4 o'clock games where he they'll be the game of the week. Look at that team. They're going to be amazing. I can't wait. Rams, you can lock it in. I can, I'll can. i even say you can lock it in. Yeah, I it, I got to pick the Rams too. I'm wearing a Bears jersey. I'm excited for the game. <laughs> but they're going to lose. Yeah. I'm hoping for a good game. But at the same time, maybe if it's a crappy <coughs> game and Andy Dalton shows that he just plays poorly, maybe, just maybe, this could start getting Justin Fields on the field earlier than maybe the Bears want to put him there. Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. Okay, and then uh, any other NFL news before we head into our quick hits? We have two college things to talk about. Not really. What do you think of the the Ravens trying to patchwork their their running back field? (sighs) They brought in Le'Veon Bell, Latavius Murray, Devonta Freeman. Are they? They're grasping at straws. They're hoping they that one of the straws that they grab is a gold has a golden ring attached. But yeah, and the guy that they're going to start was on their practice squad last year and has no carries. Yeah, he could be good, but he's ha- he's had no carries. I think it's a bad deal for him. I worry. I I feel bad because I picked Lamar Jackson to have a breakout year and get the MVP this year. Pretty sure that's he what still I said. Could. Yeah, he still could. I, th- I think even but if you had without a running game, you're not gonna you're you're gonna you're not making a deep run into the playoffs. Okay. So, okay, folks, end of the quick hits. They're back this week. Uh, Big Twelve expanding. Um, they sent invites out to like five or six teams. Uh, is this too little, too late, or do you think they're gonna they're gonna be able to save the Big Twelve? Well, I think with those four teams going in, they'll have 12 teams again, won't they? I believe so, yeah. So the teams that are coming over will be BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida. Yeah, uh, I think Central Florida is kind of a stunt thing. Um, It's them trying to get – because, you know, Central Florida likes it because they get to play bigger-named Division I schools. Mm Mm-hmm. the scary thing for them, though, is how many of those games are they going to lose and they're going to be exposed for not being as good of a team because they were used to playing lesser Division One schools. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Houston, they get back. I think Houston wanted to be in a bigger conference, too, to, to yep. prove that they belong. And uh, BYU. BYU's BYU probably, no I think BYU's no, yeah. the biggest one there. At least they can come out and say that, hey, we're in a conference and we're playing. Yeah. We're playing teams, and yeah. they'll have access to play out-of-conference games that could matter a little bit more, I too. I think the one that's scary for BYU is – uh, it's, I mean, they're going to, they guarantee that they're never going to play a game in, uh, on a Sunday. And how does that work? Well, normally you don't see too many college games on Sundays though. Yeah. But being a bigger, being, being a, in a bigger division, a... you don't have as much being in a, in a big quote unquote big division means you don't have as much say over what your, when your schedule gets played. I think they still will be able to make that work, but I just, it's one of those things. Um, something to think about, but we'll see what happens. It's going to be, uh, BYU doesn't join until 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, we're still a few years out. Uh, this was all precipitated by the fact that Texas and Oklahoma went over to the, the SEC where they'll be mediocre in the SEC at best instead of <laughs> or at least in Texas aside as yeah. with the way that they've been playing lately yeah. they'll now be mediocre in the SEC instead of being maybe having a better chance to win the Big 12 yeah the yeah okay so the big if you live in Iowa this is the big the biggest thing uh this is the closest thing to a professional event by way of coverage uh, that we normally get, excluding the uh, hall or the, uh, the 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 Field of Dreams game, um, but this week is the Cyhawk game in Ames. Rich, neither one of us is really huge college football fans, but this is a big deal uh, for a lot of our fans. In fact. Uh, J.R. Nichols chimed in today to say, go Hawkeyes. J.R., there you go. I gave you the shout-out. You're in the shout-outs this week because you're watching live and you you made a comment. He got a shout-out this week. Folks, if you want to be in the shout-outs, join us live. Watch it. Make a comment. We'll read it on air. So, uh, do you care who wins? Not really. Um, mean I'm where being where I'm at in the Quad Cities, I'm a little bit closer to you are Iowa significantly City. closer to Iowa yeah. City, much more close to the Iowa City you're than Ames. You're 45 and minutes away from Iowa City. You're four, three and a half hours to Ames. So yeah, I mean I, I'd like to see the Hawks also get a good bowl game. Yeah, get a good bowl game, and this goes. So the better the Hawks are the better bowl game that they'll get to play in. And it'd be cool to see them in the Big Ten Championship game, which probably won't happen anyway. Well, the exciting thing about it with the with them is that this is the first time in years that both teams are ranked in the top ten. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Did not know that. Uh, and then ESPN Game Day is actually in Ames for this game. Uh, if you're there, have fun. Be safe. Come on now. Um, and uh, all that stuff, but uh, yeah, go Hawks, I suppose. I personally, growing up, uh, I growing up in Illinois, wanting to go to Illinois as an engineer, 
Uh, I was a Fighting Illini fan, so I got annoyed that so many people in the area were Hawkeye fans, so I always booed against the, the Hawks. But now that I live in the middle of Iowa, and I actually live closer to Ames than I do Iowa, but still up here there are more Hawkeye fans than there are uh, uh, Iowa State fans. Uh, go Hawks. Okay. Do you see the random University of Minnesota or being up so close to the Minnesota border, though? Uh, yeah, you see that. It's not as big, though. It really okay. isn't. Um, okay. Um, that's about perfect. Uh, I think we're done with sports for the week. I think so. So, Rich, man, this transition's not easy, folks, so we're just going to do it. Uh, it is 9-11. Uh, I was a junior in high school. Um, I remember I was – so the first class I had was I think it was gym or something, and I was in athletic gym, so we were basically in study hall. Uh, and so I didn't really – I didn't hear the news in the first hour. So in the second hour was when I went and I was in English class, and all everybody was talking about it. And I'm like, no, that can't be real. That's got to be fake. And they're like, no, we watched it. And I'm like, that's it can't be real. And then our teacher comes in, and and uh, I think it was Mrs. Albright. I, I don't remember her name. But she did the best thing in the world. Like, I'm not kidding. We were juniors in high school. We You're not ready to – you're not built for this. Um, but she came in and said, okay, this is, this is what happened, folks. Um, we're not sure why it happened or what's going on with it. But – Normally, we would read in class together, and each individual student would get time to do it. Instead, she said, this is what we're going to do. And she said, I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to read to you. And uh, I don't remember the book exactly. It was uh, might have been Huck Finn. It might have been – it was something – some book that just – it was perfect. Because it kept our mind engaged, but we didn't have to think. And it kept us sheltered. Now, after that was when all the TV started turning on. And when we started watching Towers Fall. And the rest of that day, my mind is plastered with those images. And I will never forget those images. But for that 50 minutes in class, we were just kids. We were kids that were just enjoying our teacher reading to us and not having to worry about the outside world and that meant the world to me yeah i was in bed when it all happened i had graduated from high school at that point and it was a month before i was put to ship off to fort jackson south carolina for basic training yeah so i got a call from my dad he said hey wake up turn on the television and I turned on the television and had seen what had happened. Not live, not obviously being the constant replays of this is what happened. And yeah. I don't think I, I don't recall if I saw the second plane hitting and seeing that, that coverage happening as it, as it was happening. Um, and then I still had to go to work at the, at the movie theater that day. And how did was it? it? It was dead. It was a slow day. Yeah, People I, were still coming and seeing movies because, I mean, if anything, it was I, an escape. Oh, God. It I, was an escape for, for them, yeah. but people were still coming, but they let 
they let the concession stand have a radio on so they okay. could kind of get hear news updates of what was going on yeah because it mean it was a big day you didn't know why why it happened what it happened how many people what was being done yeah. at the time in manhattan to clear the area and rescue the people that lost their lives yep that day get the people out of the area so i mean it wasn't just i mean it was the entire manhattan area around there that was totally affected by that yeah it it's it was a life-changing day mm-hmm. um i know people that uh, a good friend of both of ours uh, and uh former and son of uh former Rock Island High School basketball coach, uh, Duncan Reed, Mike Reed, found Jesus that day. Hmm. He knew people that were in the towers. He worked in the financial sector. That's what he did. <clears throat> so he had friends that he would... He, I, I don't know if he was actually talking to them when it happened, but he knew people there. A lot of people think, oh, it happened in New York, but it happened everywhere. Like, it hit home everywhere. Um, 20 years, Rich. And I can still see the images as if it was yesterday. Every time I... And and I'm sure that, that there's... Somebody's doing a replay of the day. And every time I see some of that... I get, I get teary-eyed again. Just thinking about... The terrible events of that day. And I think yeah. the, the best way for us to honor it... Remember the twelfth. Remember when it didn't matter whether you were Republican or Democrat. Remember when we didn't we didn't care if you were black, white, purple, green, as long as you were one of us, we locked arms with you. Religion didn't matter. Race didn't matter. Creed didn't matter. The best way to honor those that lost their lives 20 years ago today is us to remember the way we felt on the 12th. The unity that we've never seen, we haven't seen in the country since. And I don't know that we've seen, we had seen it since Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. And a day that we all remember Remind your kids. It's a big deal. That's why we have to talk about it. Rich, do you got anything else to say? Um, not really. I I can't really top that. You're always really good about these off the cuff, like little tribute things, Mike. I do what I can. I know. You're um, good at those, folks. With that, on a happy note, you woke up this morning. You have something to do with your life today. Live it strong. Uh, I also want to hit up, um, Rich, this is a left uh, a curveball uh, from the NASCAR corner and uh, bring awareness to Matt DiBenedetto's um, car today, suicide oh, okay. this weekend. Start? He is doing suicide prevention. Nice. Is his primary sponsor. So uh, the 800 number is on there. Uh, I'll probably put the 800 number for suicide prevention in the description. Um, Rich, I'll explain to you why uh, after we're done. Um, But 
if you don't know, sorry, uh, it's there's private matters involved. And if you do know, let's keep them private. Folks, we love you. We thank you for being here. Um, God bless America. Let's roll that outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.